Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Anna, and this is <clears throat> Horror versus Reality. Uh, today's episode is Lake Bodum versus the Lake Bodum Murders. Uh, my usual co-pilot is here, Morgan. Introduce yourself. Say hello. Hello. I'm Morgan. Morgan's here again, if you didn't just hear which I know you did. Did you not hear? Did, she, did no one hear me? Should I say, hi, my name is Morgan. <laughs> they they definitely heard you. What I'm about just... again? Should I say again? Sure. Go for Morgan. It. <laughs> now that you're positive that Morgan's here, <clears throat> loud and clear, uh, we're going to get on with it. So, first of all, let's talk about how pissed we are about the movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. The jump scares and, yeah, it's not even related to the crime, really? Uh, It's only really related to the crime in the sense that one of the main characters is obsessed with the crime and wants to recreate it. And they go to the site of the murders to camp. That is about where the similarities pretty much end. Like, one of the guys is attacked first, allegedly, in both situations. So I guess that's, like, the only other thing. Yeah, and uh, just, uh it makes me so mad. Like, every, especially the whole beginning with the lingerie. <laughs> okay, so the way the film starts, you you see, like, us. Uh, flashback that was probably to the original crimes and then it goes straight into the present day. So you meet the first two characters um, which is Ate? Ate? How do you pronounce that? I think it's Ate. Ate? Yeah. So you meet, a- you meet Ate and Elias and um, little perverts. So Ate is um, obsessed with, he's the one that's obsessed with recreating the crime. And Elias just wants to get in Ida's pants. <laughs> that's really the only reason he wants to go. He yes, has, yes. he, he does not care about the crime at all. But, uh, for some reason, um, Atta's like, dude, did you, did you bring the stuff? And then he hands over, uh, Elias hands over to Atta. Uh, his mother's underwear in, like, bathing suits? Like, yeah. what and the fuck? 
<laughs> I thought they were going to, like, break out some weed or something. And then it's like, whoa. And I see, like, the underwear. I'm like, okay, I see where this is going. And then he's like, yeah, I stole it from my mom. And I'm like, whoa. Not cool. And he's like, <laughs> can't you just imagine her wearing this? Like, the guy's talking about his own mom's lingerie. And he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, gross. How can you imagine, uh, uh, why would you want to imagine your girlfriend wearing your mom's underwear? If you, yeah. I, I, I just can't even fathom it. There's some weird Oedipal shit in there. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, definitely. So then you kind of find out that um, Ida's family is very religious and repressive and that Ida apparently passed out at a party and pictures were taken of her and they were nude ones and they've been passed all over the school. So she's like made a, you know, mockery of her family. Her parents are like really ashamed of her, especially her father. Yeah, he, and he said, Ida, you shame the family. Yeah, he's a, he's a giant dickhole. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, like, honestly, he should be more upset that somebody, like, took advantage of his daughter when she was passed out. Exactly. She's a victim. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm sorry. Victim shaming, even in the 1960s, is not cool. (laughs) And that, and you you know what? That's not the 1960s. That's the present time time Present day. I don't care if it's not in America where everything is super PC. (laughs) It should. I'm pretty sure it's like that in those countries, the you know the Scandinavian countries, because they're like more progressive than we are. Yeah, and like, how can you shame your daughter when she's? just asleep and someone did that to her she had exactly no party in it i how dare you fall asleep at a party you have shamed us for eternity (laughs) (laughs) terrible just just fucking terrible okay so she goes over to her friend's house because i guess she's allowed to go over to her friend's house what's the other girl's name I'm blanking. Nora. Nora. That's right. Nora. Like Nora Ephron. Yeah. Or I have her written or, down as Nora the brunette. <laughs> Nora the brunette. That does describe her because Ida has blonde hair. <laughs> yeah. That's how you tell the part. Only differences. <laughs> totally. I mean, just carbon clones pretty much. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway, so you just yeah, you discover that they're going to go they're actually going to go camping with these loser boys. Um and you know, in a lot of ways it's they're both kind of escaping um like having a little like vacation of sorts cuz you learn that Nora's father like hung himself in the house that she lives in. And uh, she's just been kind of stuck there, and that sucks. Speaking as someone who lived in a house that a relative died in after they died, like yeah. while living with them beforehand while they were alive, it's not it's not a cool vibe. It's no, a not a cool not. vibe. 
Um, so, and then, obviously, Ida's trying, she's been grounded for, like, months after the whole nude fiasco. So, you know, she's just trying to get away from her parents and, like, have some fun, be a normal teenager, not feel incredibly repressed. So, they all settle down, and they're, you know around the campfire, joking around, talking about different things, yada blah, boring Open part a of the bag thing. of hash. Yeah. Get that's, the hash. that's true. <laughs> they open a bag of hash. <laughs> and uh they want specifically the boys want to make sure that the girls smoke a hefty amount cuz it's clear that they've got not super nefarious plans, but definitely not cool plans. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I definitely want to get them it, loose. They want to get them loose. <laughs> and yeah. And you know, what's his name probably wants to do some recreation stuff that's going to be hinky. Cuz like I, it's pretty clear that he like literally has a hard on for the crime. <laughs> yeah, like they're all talking in the car and he's just like going crazy over the crime scene photos. Like, they're, like, singing along the songs, and he's like, oh, yeah, crime scene photos. Totally. (laughs) Fucking. I mean, I say that as uh, a fellow true crime-obsessed person. (laughs) (laughs) But I think if, like, you know, a 90s song came on and everyone's singing along, I think you'd probably put down the crime scene photos and and sing along, or I would would hope. Especially if there was hash involved, fuck. <laughs> right. All about. What's that song by the Four Non Blondes? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're terrible singers. We yeah, we also can't post the song because uh, we can't afford that. <laughs> no, that's why we literally just sang the hey, yeah, yeah part. Because <laughs> that's fine. They won't charge us for that. Don't sue me, Linda Perry. <laughs> no, you're married to the chick from Roseanne. Oh, Don't. yeah. Totally forgot about that. Are they yeah. still together? I think so. Neato. Good that. for them. Don't, it's been a long don't time. I'm not super up to date on my celebrity gossip. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, my not God. My <laughs> <laughs> not my job. What are you doing? Yeah. But no, I'd totally be into it. I wouldn't be uh, looking down at the, the – uh, I wouldn't be, like, masturbating to do the crime scene photos. Oh, Not that he's doing that, but he's he really is. into it. In his mind, he totally is. Yeah. He was he was getting down. Um. Anyway, but, yeah, so they want to get him loose and whatnot. And – um. Well, the murders happen pretty quickly after they like lay down. Oh, uh-huh. and there's also there's what? also a great scene where Ida um <laughs> goes to wash her boobs. <laughs> yeah, I was going to bring that up. It's so weird. It's like they were there for 4 hours. They did nothing other than sit by the campfire and she's like, "Well, I have to go wash my tits." <laughs> I mean, pretty much. I mean, and you don't even really see them, so it's not even, like, a gratuitous excuse. <laughs> yeah, for a boob scene, like, it, 
it was an American scene, we would have gotten a full, a full frontal shot. <laughs> I'm just saying. If it was an American R movie, we would have seen the full Monty. Uh-oh, you cut out. Talking about boobies. I'm here. Are you at home? There you go. Yes. I'm at home. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um... Yeah, if it was an American movie, you would have seen full frontal action for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, let's fast forward to the murders because I'm not really leaving anything particularly important out. Um, the first one to go is Atta, which or Atta. Pre- yeah, previous to this, you are pretty sure that he's the killer. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, like no one's died, but you think, oh, clearly the creepy dude's probably gonna be the one who's obsessed with recreating it. Surely he's gonna be the the murderer. But yeah, no. that's what I thought too. But no, he's he's out cold first. I even thought he was faking it. I was like, ah, he's got fake blood capsules. Really tricky. <laughs> He'll come back. The killer never dies the first time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a Finnish movie. You can't go by American tropes. True, true. So, uh, <laughs> so then they're like in a clearing. It's Ida and, uh, Elias. And he's basically like, dude, I'd do anything for you. I'm so in love with you. Blah, 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 blah. Teenage boy full of hormones. <laughs> and then there's an axe, like, through his skull. And, um, uh, that's when the tables have completely turned because Nora just axed him in the forehead. And not in a self-defense way, her and Ida have planned this. They've planned it from the start. They start, you know, like, cleaning up after themselves. They get in the car, and they're like, leaving. They're, like, leaving. You think, the fuck? Is the movie ending? It's awfully short. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I was getting confused. The whole... It was when they were running away, right? When the axe came up? No. Oh. No. no. Oh. My bad. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. <laughs> so anyway. Um, so they're all, like, driving away, essentially, to, like, you know, get rid of the car, I guess or whatever, but they've, like, they think they've covered everything up. Like, they've got, like, big, like, hazmat suit situations on. Like, they've, like, gone pro-killer, or they think they have. Um, And it has flashbacks of Nora talking to Ida, and Ida being like, they should die for this. And you find and, and you find out that Nora's the one who told her that Elias was responsible for um passing the nudes around. And that's why she thinks that that's why they've decided to kill the guys. But 
then Nora reveal, reveals, oh, it was so easy to just do all that to you. But, like, basically, Nora's, like, in love with Ida and has been obsessed with Ida this entire time and lied to Ida to pin uh, what she did to the boys. In actuality, there are no photos. She never yeah, took any photos. they didn't even exist. They don't even exist. No one actually saw them. It was all just word of mouth, you know, insidious gossip. Um, but Nora was the one who started it. Because she saw that her friend was actually starting to like Elias, and she didn't want to lose her friend, because she's in love with her friend. So she pins all that on him and gets her friend back in, you know, her bosom, so to speak. But I don't understand why she decided to just, like, tell her all this. Like, she just got her, like, on her side again. What does she think is going to happen when she tells her this? I know. That was the the weirdest part. It's like she could have just kept it to herself or whatever. But. But no. She a psycho. Very much so. So, um, refresh my memory here. Does their car just break down or does that other car kind of run them off the road? So they're fighting. Uh, Nora hit her head, hit. Nora hit Ida in the head with the wrench, and they're fighting. And then they see the dude in the roadway. (laughs) And they try to – she tries to dodge the guy because there's a – like a truck in the middle of the road and then a dude. So she wrecks the car. Yeah. So – the guy's like, you know, I'll tow your car for you or whatever, and they're riding in the car, and then they realize that he's, you know, like not helping them because he starts <laughs> driving. He starts driving really erratically. Yeah, and before and he even wrenched their car up, so they have like twenty feet of uh, slack in the, like the tie, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like, it's it's immediately, like, oh, no, we're fucked. <laughs> so he's driving all erratically, and at one point, the car flips, and he's literally, like, just still towing the car, even though it's completely upside down. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, and so they're, like, passed out in the car or whatever, and um, Nora slides out to, like, trying to get away and Ida basically tells her to just leave her because Ida's too injured. Yeah, her leg's stuck. Yeah. Um but they they kind of like black out or whatever and wake up and they're tied up in bathing suits. Yeah, like, it's the the crime scene bathing suits. The ones that yeah. look like yeah, they're in the crime scene bathing suits that look similar. Um, and the mama's panties. <laughs> yeah, they're in the shit from the beginning, which is gross, but all right. Uh, yeah, so they're all tied up or whatever and uh, fucking petrified. <laughs> Just terrified. And uh, Oh, they're next to the bodies, too. 
Oh, that's true. They are next to their friends that are dead, which is part of um, the fun terror. <laughs> yeah, because they were in the lake, bare, like tied in the lake at the bottom. Yeah. So he kills Nora, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he stabs all of them through the tent and beats them. But Nora dies. Yeah. And at the end, Ida is just returned on her porch, bloody and screaming and freaking out, but alive. And it basically says in, like, this, like, over voiceover narrative that she's fucking crazy and that she did all this. Yeah, like, she couldn't just come to terms with that she killed her friend, so she forgot everything and only can remember a giant and his dog. Yeah. Um, it's fucking stupid. It's, yeah, it's uh, it's a really lazy way to wrap that all up, I feel like. Like, there's a lot of, like, weird little plot holes, and that's kind of why it's, it's, like fairly shitty what i don't understand is that it was loved by critics it's got like 89 percent on rotten tomatoes but audiences fucking hated it the audience scores 39 (laughs) percent who are these critics i know right as someone who reviews movies (laughs) yeah and is a film and is a film critic i just don't understand (laughs) and it's this one it's not the most infuriating, um, well-praised film to come out in recent years, I would say that's probably a tie between It Follows and Hereditary. Mm. Those, those are two very highly acclaimed films by the critics that came out in recent years that I was just like, I don't understand why people like these movies so much. I will give Ari Asher the benefit of the doubt that Hereditary is a better film than It Follows. Um, but not not by just a ton. The acting's better, for one. I mean, Tony Collette. Uh, have you seen either of those movies, Morgan? I'm actually uh, in the process of Googling them because I don't think I have. Let me see. Hereditary. Oh, yeah, Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Hereditary was okay. Do you agree with me that, by the way, spoiler alerts for Hereditary. <laughs> uh-huh. Do you agree with me that it kind of falls apart at the end? Yes, it does. And then it's like, surprise, here's all these naked old people in, like, doggy style, <laughs> worshipping something. Um, I, I think it's Payman, the, the um, demon. Yeah. Oh. I think it's Payman. Payman. I think it's Payman. Okay. Yeah, I think the, the end part, they wrapped it up too fast. I agree. It kind of reminds me of the end of the second Paranormal Activity movie. (laughs) 
watch. I don't know if you've seen the second Paranormal Activity. Spoiler alert for Paranormal Activity 2. Um, at the end, uh, you find out that the parents, or like the mom's mother, like so the grandmother to the girls, is like a witch in a cult. And she's been like orchestrating a bunch of shit and like had the demon following Katie or whatever. Or like had something to do with that. Um, that's kind of what that reminded me of, like, just, like, it being in a cult, <laughs> like, trying to turn your unwilling grandchild into part of the cult, <laughs> and, like, ultimately, like, a, sur- a surrogate body for a demon, like, grandmother of the year. <laughs> grandmother of the year. Absolutely. Yeah. I have not seen Paranormal Activity 2, but you ruined the ending for me. No, I'm just kidding. It's okay. You said spoiler Um, (laughs) I did, and you could have been like, don't tell me. But, I mean, those are not exactly prestige films. (laughs) I have not seen It It Follows, though. It's hot trash. (laughs) It's hot trash. I looked up the photos. Kind of cool. Did you read the, like, premise? Yes. It sounds kind of lame. Yeah. You're, like, being followed by a sexually transmitted demon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. That's one hell of an STD. Yeah. (laughs) Is it for life or... Do you give it? You want okay. You can pass it on. So just like any, just, yeah. Just, it, in a lot of ways, it's better than an actual STD where you keep it yourself and then also spread it to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> when you <laughs> when you get rid of this one, you just permanently get rid of it. It's like passing a baton to the next runner in the Olympics. Here you go. <laughs> Great sex. Talk to you later. Bye. Good luck. Yeah, it's a stupid movie. I fucking hate it. Anthony, if you're listening, you will never convince me that this is a good movie. (laughs) Never. I kind of want to watch this hot trash. You should, just so you can get back to me later on and tell me how you feel about it. I need to know now. <laughs> Demons. Mhm. Cinema verite, right there. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, let's let's dig into what actually happened. Okay. So there were four victims, like the movie, um, but just think that the movie has nothing to do with this. So we'll go jump into this crime. Um, it happened in Finland on Bodum Lake um, or Bodum Yarvi uh, on Pentecost Sunday, June 5th, 1960. Um, between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. is when they've determined their uh, poss- the possible crime occurred, which in Finland the sun rises at four, 
so it's pretty much like they they don't have 24 hours of sun all year long but it's like in Alaska where it's kind of like a midnight sun um so there's always a little bit of light but at 4 a.m. is when the sun actually is rising um so these crimes didn't occur at night cuz i was thinking like 4 a.m. okay that's like at dawn or, or like before dawn but the sun was actually already up so anyway these four teenagers um they're i'm going to butcher their names because i am not finnish uh so it's Mile Björklund, who is, uh, sorry, is, was a 15 year old female. She was the girlfriend of Nils Gustafsson, 18. He's the only one who survived, by the way. Uh, then there was another 15 year old female by the name of Anya Maki. And then her boyfriend, 18 year old male, Seppo Boisman. Um, so apparently they were all, you know, going on a camping trip. They, the couples rode motorcycles. So there were two motorcycles that rode into the lake. Um, and they just planned on fishing and drinking and having a good time, uh, camping. And so anyway, they supposedly had a good night according to the survivor, Nils Gustafsson. He said they drank, um, they did some swimming, the two guys went and fished, um, and he said that they probably went to sleep around like 1 a.m., um, but the, the both of the men woke up around 2, I believe, to go fishing again, but they didn't have any luck. Um, so they returned to the camp, went to sleep, and somewhere between 4 and 6, um, they were all awoken by someone cutting the tent ties and collapsing the tent on them and then um, proceeded to beat them with a blunt object um, and stabbed through the tent. So the um, the weapons have never been recovered. Um, so has a bunch of other stuff that was missing around the crime scene. Um, but I'll go into how they died. So Seppo Boisman was found inside the tent. Uh, he had severe head injuries and he was also stabbed several times. They said he he was probably died, uh, he probably died from one of the head injuries, but he also had a punctured lung and was bleeding into his lung. Um, and then, yeah, it's pretty terrible being woken up like that. And then, you know, you can't do anything. The tents on top of them. Also, poor guy's name is like one of the, the Marx brothers. There's Groucho <laughs> and Seppo. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I like how you pointed that out. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> make it a little happy. Yeah. So then Anya, who was the other, his girlfriend, uh, Anya Maki, she was found partially undressed. I couldn't figure out how. Um, I mean, I assume, like, they probably slept with some of their clothes off because it's 
like June in a tent with four people. But anyway, there's no like um, sexual I crimes mean, or anything found. Right. Well, I mean, even when it's relatively cold outside, I sleep with very little clothing on, so yeah. I fill them. Yeah, <laughs> I like I I don't think it was um you know the killer who undressed them. Um, yeah. But she was stabbed and she died from a massive head injury, um, a skull fracture. And then Mile Bjorklin, Niels's girlfriend, uh, she had several blunt force injuries to the skull, but she was stabbed the most out of anybody. She was stabbed 15 times, and three of those stab wounds were in the face. Um, and the 15 stab wounds are on her abdomen and her neck. But three were to the face, and she was said to have defensive wounds on her hand. And some of these details um, I couldn't really back up because, I, again, don't speak Finnish. So I found a YouTube video by the Finnish storyteller, and she has a really good episode with her cute little Finnish voice. Um, I also watched YouTube. this. Yeah, I liked her accent. <laughs> she was Me too. Calm talking. She's like they were hitting the head with a blunt object. I'm like, I can listen to you all day. I don't know I her know. name. I I wanted her to like read me a story, just take me to bedtime. Yeah, Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. <laughs> I would love her to read me a bedtime story. Whoever the Finnish storyteller is, shout out to you. You did a good video. I like the little cartoons. Um, yeah, for fun. Yeah. So if anybody's interested, just go on YouTube, look up the uh, Finnish storyteller. Um, Bodo murders. Yeah, Bodo murder. Like Bodo murders. Um, but yeah, like she said, she had defensive wounds on her hand and she was found outside of the tent, just like Nils Gustafsson, the survivor. Um, so he had a fractured jaw, a severe concussion. Oh, we also had some facial bones that were broken. I'm not sure. Like in the picture, you couldn't really tell. Um, he had bruises as as well as a uh, gash along, I think, the left cheek. Um, but they later determined that his wounds weren't as extensive as anybody else's. I mean, fractured jaw is pretty terrible. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're bleeding pretty bad with a fractured jaw. Depends on where the fracture is, but most likely you're bleeding. Yeah. Also, if you live through it, you're going to be having a liquid diet for a little bit. And yeah. That's fine. And he was uh, still out when they found him. Um, yeah. So the the crime scene was totally messed up. Um, oh, I'll go. Sorry. I'll go to who found them. Um, so apparently two boys were bird watching very early in the morning around like 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Um, and they saw the tent collapsed and they heard yelling, but they didn't want to bother anybody. So they decided not to go investigate. 
Um, and then later around 6.30, they saw a blonde man leaving the campsite going south. Um, but then around 10 a.m., a man was going swimming with his son, um, and he noticed the collapsed tent and saw the victims laying across the tent. So he came to investigate, and then that's when the investigation was underway. He went and notified the police. So around noon, the police came on scene and totally fucked everything up. Uh, oh, yeah. Lots of investigation, A+. plus. Yeah, they're like, anybody want to come help? You can just come and do whatever you want. So the crime Rub scene. Your was, fingerprints all over things. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, <just laughs> squeeze the cheeks of the victims. Whatever you want to do, like it's take the their stuff. Yeah. So unfortunately, the crime scene was totally fucked from the beginning. Uh, they had. I saw a report where they had thousands searching in the woods. I I think that's kind of excessive. I don't know if it was like Google Translate going wrong. Um, but I can't imagine a thousand people in those woods. Yeah, I mean, it's a relatively small country, and that's a relatively small area, but... (laughs) That's like a third um, of the population at the time. (laughs) It's not not quite that bad, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm well, the numbers there, but... (laughs) Give give Finland a little more of a fair shake. (laughs) Mark's, like, great-grandma is from there, by the way. Oh. Like, straight-up Finnish woman. So can she tell us what the uh, the population <laughs> of Finland was? <laughs> she's, 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 she's deceased. Oh, so we can get a Ouija board and ask her? Sorry. I'm sorry. Morgan. <laughs> Morgan, no. <laughs> no, we can't. Okay. All right. <laughs> My bad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, let's edit that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the the crime scene was totally fucked. Uh, there were several, I'm guessing like hundreds of people, not thousands, uh, were in the woods looking. Um, the Some of the... Um, suspects weren't even like that some of their stuff wasn't even gathered up and they didn't even um interview everyone that was around there they have interviewed most people um but there were some kids that were fishing at 4 a.m they said they never heard anything but then around 6 a.m they said the man was walking south very fast um, and that's what they told the police. Right. Uh, but then when the investigation came underway, they noticed several things were missing from the campsite, including the murder weapons that have never been found. So. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. Uh, what was missing were shirts, some towels. I think it was Seppo's knife, uh, both the men's watches, Seppo's leather jacket, uh, some of the girls' clothes and their towels, both the men's wallets, and fishing equipment and some pliers. Um, and very importantly, oh. Gustafsson's shoes. Yes. So Neil Gustafsson's shoes were found 500 meters away, which is roughly a third of a mile. Um, and they said one of the shoes was inside of a hole and then another one was across the street. Um, after DNA forensic analysis of the blood, they saw that whoever was wearing the shoes was the murder. Um, Nil says he doesn't even remember wearing the shoes at all, but also, again, he had a severe concussion. Um, yeah, but they, they'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, nah, is it Tuesday? <laughs> no, but he like didn't know anything that happened. Um, but blood analysis shows that the droplets, whoever was the murderer, was wearing those shoes with the blood spatter analysis. Um, so with barely any leads, they had like three suspects. Um, but before those suspects were ever really talked to, uh, Nils was actually put under, uh, hypnotism. He was hypnotized because I guess that's what you that's, do. <laughs> well, I mean, because, you know, hypnotism is super reliable when oh, yeah. recalling things. Yeah, especially but with the victim only a month after the crime. Right. But this is also 1960, and they didn't know necessarily that that was absolute poppycock. Yeah, like in, I mean, the U.S., you know, uh, hypnotists are only brought in when there's no, absolutely no leads, and it's usually asked by witnesses and not by the victims themselves. Um, exactly. And that's, 
Yeah. That's usually when they have like absolutely nothing to go on that they'll be like, eh, let's just try it, you know? Right. I mean, if we don't try this, we're going to have to call the local psychic and God knows we don't want to do that again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, after he was hypnotized, he said he remembers screaming and crying and then he came up with a face. Uh, I won't go into the details of that face. So I'll go into. Because it's unreliable, so I'm just going to stop talking about it. Um, All right. So now we can go into the suspects. Bum, bum, bum. The suspects. Okay, so I'll start with the one that I don't think did it. Okay. Because they kind of proved him not to be the one. So I'm going to butcher his name. Penty Sinanen. Um, he was a confessed murderer. Um, he was in jail at the time. This, I don't know when he came forward, uh, to say he did it. But while he was in jail, he confessed to all the murders. Um, he's, he would have been 14 at the time, is what, uh, reports said. So I'm guessing it's a few years after the crime took place that he confessed. Um, So the police came down, started investigating and questioning him. Then they realized he was just lying. And they said he was probably trying to gain fame because a lot of murderers do that. They just want to, you know, perpetuate victims outside. They want to make everybody get riled up just for their own gratification. So he was probably just playing games, wanting some time out of the prison cell, get to talk to police, whatever. But they determined he was lying. Um, But then he killed himself in 1969 on the anniversary, I think, somewhere around there of the crime. Yeah, I I believe so. Yeah, and he never left a suicide note, and he hung himself. So, Pinty Soinen, not. I mean, guilty. do you need do you need a suicide note if you're in prison? Like, you're already <laughs> in a place that makes you want to kill yourself. I'm just saying. True. <laughs> True. True that. So yeah, I guess I guess it's just like yeah, I'm just gonna do it today. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, um, I mean, I think it's self-explanatory, guys. Clearly, I was fucking miserable in jail. <laughs> uh, Do I have to so. explain myself? <laughs> he probably wrote a note and just, like, ripped it up. I was like, fuck it. I don't even need one. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, Pinty. So, Pinty didn't do it. He no, was he miserable about uh, so then we'll move on. Ooh, you want to, you want to do the one prime suspect or the, uh, the other suspect that, uh, was apparently a KGB spy. Okay, let's do the KGB spy and then the prime suspect. Okay, so we have, <laughs> I'm going to purposely butcher his name, Hans Assman. <laughs> So, I mean, you can't talk about the Lake Bono murders and not make fun of the ass man. I yeah. mean, 
Hans the Assman. It's probably like Osman, but yeah, you know, it's, it's more fun to say Assman. We're like sorry that. that we're disrespecting you. I'm but not. But you're dead. <laughs> he was a murderer. <laughs> I mean, we don't know that. Well, and it's an until proven guilty. But he was linked to the Kalitz. Kalitsky's Sari's murder and another double homicide in Heinz-Savassi. Look, he probably did kill <laughs> someone, but we don't know who. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> probably a lot of people. He's been linked to, like, several crimes. Um, yeah, I mean, he's probably a fucking serial killer, but he's dead. Yeah. so He's long dead. Um, but he was a suspect uh, he was named a suspect after he visited a hospital on June 6th in Helsinki, which was the day after the crime, and it was only 15 miles away. Um, I can't remember what it was with uh, the kilometers. I just did the math. Um, he was <laughs> – so he was acting really weird, uh, super aggressive, he was covered in mysterious red stains, uh, which everybody was like, he's got blood all over him. Um, so the nurses were trying to take care of him and figure out what was going on, and he faked being unconscious, um, which is really annoying. So um, the police were notified because he's covered in blood. He's like really acting really weird um so the police come but they never took his clothes they questioned him and they left and what the fuck cops <laughs> yeah they didn't even collect his clothes or anything um so of course right after that he got rid of all his clothes and he cut his hair um mm -hmm. because because with the witnesses, <laughs> yeah, with the witnesses that are were around the lake, because um, the two boys that were bird watching, uh, they saw a blonde man with slicked back hair leaving the campsite, and so did that little kid who was fishing. Um, so he definitely he cut his hair and shaved his head. So. They went back to him several times asking questions, but he never revealed anything. Um, but, yeah, he was supposedly a KGB spy, and he was in the the Nazi party around Auschwitz and all this stuff. There's some weird stuff surrounding him. I don't know if you found any cool things about him being a crazed psychopath going across Europe for many years, but uh, he's got a pretty hefty Wikipedia page. Morgan. Interested. What? Morgan. What? You just cut out for a long time for me, so you're just going to cover whatever you know about them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. How long? I know that you wanted me to say something about his KGB ties, but um, I'm just going to be real with the audience. I'm pretty stoned, and I think you're going to have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Okay, listeners, I don't know if I cut out or if Anna cut out or what, but we're getting back to it. So Hans Assman um, was the uh, one of the main suspects at the time, and he was supposedly a KGB spy. Um, he was a... He lived in the Finland, he lived in Finland around 1950s and 60s, but he also had immigrated from Germany and then to Sweden and then to Finland and like he's, he's gone all over Europe. Uh, so he very well could be a serial killer. Um, and Assman told people that he was in the SS and he was a guard at Auschwitz. Which, like, none of this has been confirmed, um, but he said he had fallen in love with a Jewish girl and decided, ah, Nazism isn't that cool, so he left. Uh, like, like, <laughs> look, I wanna, I wanna bang a Jewish lady now, so I'm kinda not into this Nazi shit anymore. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm just going to dip. Like, you know, nothing else with Nazism was bad for him until it was, I guess, pointed at his girlfriend. Um, So then he was – this is on the Wikipedia page. Oh, it's been updated, I think. It had more stuff on here the last time I looked. Um, But anyway, he uh, fled from Germany and – and he was captured by the Soviets, sent to a prison camp, and then he became a spy. Um, so I don't know if any of this is real because he liked to play games with every investigator that had talked to him. Like he would kind of talk in in uh, riddles, like when they asked him later in life if he was the murderer, he was like, I don't know. If you say I am, I guess it is so. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you know, Osman could be Henry Lee Lucas, essentially. Just probably killed some people, but lied about a hefty amount of the people he allegedly killed. Or, or he could be the dude from Catch Me If You Can, and he's just an incredible con man and has lived this miraculous life. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's there's no telling really. Um yeah. So he he was a suspect and then so he's still a suspect. They're unsure because this crime has never been solved. Um but then we'll get on to the next suspect who I think he did it. What do you think? What's your opinion? I also think he did it. Yeah, I think he did. Oh, I wanted to point back to the similarities. So multiple people had um, done these sketches, like a police sketch, and Ass Man mm-hmm. actually looked similar to some of the police sketches. So if you want to Google, just Google Hands Ass Man, and it'll pop up. Okay. It is. So the, the pictures will pop up. It's kind of creepy. He looks pretty pretty similar. Like, I was like, oh, that's a terrible police sketch. And then I was like, oh, he has a terrible face. True. Very true. 
Yeah. So, okay. Oh, <laughs> do you see? He has a terrible face. <laughs> <laughs> terrible face. No, that just made that just made me laugh. Oh, <laughs> he has a terrible face. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I think this guy did it, Valdemar Gilstrom. Uh, he was a kiosk guy. I don't know what they call them. He ran a kiosk getting into the park around the area. Um, so he worked like on the lake pretty much. And he notoriously hated campers. Like, why doesn't he get another job? But anyway, um, he, he was the prime suspect and like nobody liked this guy. He was a douchebag. He liked to mess with campers. He would throw rocks at campers. He'd cuss them out. He was very aggressive towards campers. And he also liked to cut the tent ties, which was one of the things that was found at the campsite. The murder victims, their tent had been cut on both sides. And that was a really messed up prank that Valdemar Gilstrom uh, like to play, which is pretty messed up. Like, why, why do that? Um, so after the details emerged with um, the murder weapons not being found, um, his family had said, well, by the way, a few days after this crime, our guy, Voldemort, whatever his name is, uh, he filled in a well on the property. Even his relatives were like, we think the weapons are in that well because he sealed it up. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the police came and did an investigation around his house, but they didn't dig up the well. They never um, investigated that. And from my knowledge, I still think they have not dug that well up. Um, I don't believe they have. Yeah, it's really crazy because they're like, "Oh, it's never going to be on, it's never going to be solved." It's like, well, you haven't gone down the rabbit holes. Like, what do you expect? You haven't searched everywhere that people are like, "Yo, my uncle did this shit." They're in the well, and they're like, mm, "Let's look over here." Um, so the I think the police have done kind of a shoddy job. I'm not, like, dissing all of Finland's police force for investigating crimes, but they kind of have a really bad rep for solving crimes. Um, So, especially with the way they handled that crime scene and the way they've handled the investigation in, in years past, like several decades later, they have not shown to be very... um I don't know. Very good at what they do. <laughs> uh, so, so this guy, Voldemort, uh, he had an alibi, which was his wife. His wife said, no, he, I was awake. He was home all night. He never went anywhere. But then years and years later, um, the wife on her deathbed, said, yeah, he did it, but he threatened to kill me if I ever told police, which Mm -hmm. I thought was kind of crazy because he actually drowned in 1969 uh, Mm -hmm. in Lake Bodum. So he was dead for a while before she ever was like, 
oh, yeah, he did it. Like, if he was dead and he had murdered those kids and I was the wife, I would have gone immediately to the police. Yeah, like, right after his corpse was cold. (laughs) So he murdered those kids? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, why wait that long? It's so so messed up on, I mean, her part and then the, the the victim's family. Like, they could have had closure a lot sooner if she would have opened her damn mouth. Um, True. But, I mean, you never know. Maybe she yeah. was wrestling with herself on how much she believed and whether or not he did it or not. True. I guess she didn't want to look bad either. But she finally did yeah. say, hey, he did do it. Um, and several neighbors said right before he killed himself in the lake, he was drunk and said, I killed them, to like, openly to everybody. Yeah, um, kind of bragging about it almost. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, why do the police not go to this well? It probably is really low. It may be a low budget or whatever, but I don't think it would cost that money, much money to dig up a a well. No, a civilian could go over there and do that shit. Yeah, I bet there's a lot of, you know, crime sleuths out there who would probably pay for it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, also, can we just talk about the fact that his name just sounds evil? (laughs) Yes, Voldemort Kistrom. I think it's just Voldemort. (laughs) The name Voldemort. Yeah, well, I mean, Voldemort... I mean, thanks to J.K. Rowling, is now very close to Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if she took some, uh, some, you know, like some inspiration from this guy. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. But uh, J.K. Rowling, if you're listening, stop being transphobic. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Seriously. Uh let me see. Back to oh, the next um suspect who has been rolled out several times, bless his heart. Uh Poor guy. is the actual survivor, the only survivor of the crime, Niels Gustafsson. So, Nils was accused, I mean, everybody had always said, oh, what if he did it? So, in 2004, uh, I think 44 years after the crime, yeah, 44 years after the crime, Finnish police arrested him and were like, you did it, you're coming with us. And he's like, what the fuck? Like... (laughs) Leave me alone. So they bring him in. Uh, they set up this huge trial. It was like uh, the trial of the century just to, you know, put this guy on blast. But there was no new DNA evidence. They said there was, but it was just from the blood analysis to say that the killer was wearing the shoes. Um, and that was literally oh, it. Well, yeah. <laughs> so the That's only... D- from, like, reports I saw, the only DNA found at the crime scene was that of the victims and no one else. Um, but in a, another article I read, so I don't remember where it was, they said there was uncon- unidentified uh, sperm. But 
that was the only time I'd ever seen that. Even the newspapers, like the Finnish newspapers I translated, were there was no mention of of that at all, especially in the um the trial in 2004. Um, so they said there was a new DNA evidence. All it was was the blood. But there was a new woman who came forward, and she claimed she had been camping around the uh, lake that night and heard an, a really heated argument between Nils and Seppo. And they were screaming, and she said, oh, well, it's probably going to turn violent. And apparently dead because they ended up dead the next day. But this woman also said her and her friends made a pact to never tell anybody, um, which is really weird. And she didn't come forward until decades later. Um, and then when she was on the stand, when defense was questioning her, she couldn't even remember the people's name she was with. So it's just her. And there were mm-hmm. no more. That was the only evidence they had was from her, which if you, I don't think you could call that evidence. Um, so weak. Yeah, that's it's really, really weird. Um, so they they made a huge show in the courtroom. They put a tent up that was similar, and they re re-erected it in the courtroom is what uh the Utiset article says it's a Finnish newspaper I don't know if I'm saying it right but then they they just like made up this whole story saying that um Nils was jealous of his new girlfriend and was upset because they were drinking and um Apparently, Seppo and Anya were having sex, but Nils and his new girlfriend, Bjorklund, uh, Mild Bjorklund, weren't having sex. He got mad, and then he decided to kill them. Um, But none of this was really ever substantiated at all, other other than this one woman who's pretty much a liar. Um, So then... Gustafsson, he couldn't remember anything of the crime, um, cause he had the, he had a really bad, uh, concussion. So, anyway, he was acquitted of all charges, and he received, I think, like, 137 euros, um, as an apology. <laughs> Thanks, so, guys. You you only ruined my life, but it's cool. That's yeah, it's sad because they put him in jail, and he's like, "Dude, I didn't do it. Like, this is totally not me." Um, and I think the only reason why they even brought this to court was because of that woman, and her story completely fell through at this trial because it was planned for like eighteen days, but I think the trial only lasted two. Mm-hmm. Something like mm-hmm. that. So, so he's innocent. Leave the man alone. And like it's sad that they keep fucking with him. Like forty-four years after the fact, like all of his friends were murdered, and he was the only one who made it out. 
Anyway. Leave Nails alone. Yeah. <laughs> Leave him. He didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Either Ass Man or Baltimore did it. <laughs> yeah, but my money is on Baltimore. Me too. I think Baltimore did it. Definitely. So. so it, yeah. You want to know a, uh, a fun fact Ooh, regarding I love fun all this facts. stuff? Yes. Okay. Tell the audience and me because I love facts. Fun facts, guys. Um, when they were filming um, Lake Bodom, they could not actually film at Lake Bodom. You know why? Why? Because they were building an Angry Birds theme park. <laughs> and if you didn't know this, guys, um, the guy who developed and invented Angry Birds is Finnish. So that's like Finnish pride right there. Angry oh fucking gosh. Fucking Angry Birds. I had no idea. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> so is it, is it open now? I assume so. I mean, it was being built while they were filming Lake Bodom, which was completed in 2016. So. Oh, my gosh. I'm sure it's probably a full-blown thing at this point. That's crazy. I know that um they have college students go around Lake Bodom sometimes to excavate. Yeah. Yeah, like... um. For, uh, what is it called? When you dig up dinosaur bones? <laughs> I just blanked out. Paleontology? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's like a paleontology class that goes around there and they just dig up That's stuff. Pretty. That's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. Yep. Or, uh, maybe archaeologists, because you dig up more than animal bones then? Uh, I think it's archaeology. I cannot remember words today, so my bad. I can't even... Okay, hold on. I translated the article. Uh, yes. They... It's archaeology students from the University of Helsinki. So they they organize excavations around the murder site. But the most they've ever found is like some bottle caps, cigarette butts, plastic, and tent wedges. That's <laughs> like all they found, which is wow. camping stuff. Super, yeah, super helpful. Totally solved the case. Yeah, if they ever find the motorcycle keys, that would be cool because those were also missing at the crime. That, I think I forgot to that mention that. Would that would be cool. That would be cool and helpful. Yeah, the the motorcycles were still there, but all the keys were missing. Yeah, where did they go? Mm. Dun 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 to the whale. Who do you think killed uh, the four Lake Bodum campers? You can go to our Instagram, which is Horror vs. Reality, or our Twitter, which is also Horror vs. Reality. And uh, let's talk about it. Yeah, smash that like. <laughs> yeah. Follow us. Do Slam it. that follow. <laughs> do it. To your friends, please. Yeah, or we'll get the hypnotoad from Futurama to make you do it. Oh, that's my favorite. I love hypnotoad. Don't make me bring out the hypnotoad. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, let's, uh, 
you know, in the last few minutes of the podcast, let uh, maybe let our audience get to know us a little better. Uh, talk about um, some media that we've taken in in the past couple of weeks since we last spoke. Uh, maybe talk about some food we ate or, you know, just what, whatever the fuck we've been up to. What have you been up to, Morgan? I've been up to a bunch of, of nothing, really. Uh, I cooking good lately? <laughs> cooking, cooking stuff, good. Uh, cooking I've been watching good. the the new Unsolved Mysteries. Oh yeah, I watched uh, I watched some of that too, and I went down this like deep rabbit hole about the guy who uh, fell off the roof. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Pretty wild one, and somebody had a theory that on Reddit that it was linked to the David Fincher movie, The Game, and what? I geeked out. I geeked out pretty hard because I love that movie. It's, it's a. It, I would call it a thriller, and I would definitely recommend it to anyone who hasn't seen it, especially if you like some of his other work, like Gone Girl or Seven or Fight Club. Definitely go check out uh, the game. Stars yeah, Michael that's a, Douglas. I like that Sean movie. Man. It's a great I, movie. I want to watch that movie again. That's a good movie. Um, I mean, I have a copy. Yeah, I mean, I have a copy of it, but it's on DVD. <laughs> yeah, that. I was thinking like maybe he was like, "Oh, I'm going for a helicopter ride," and they threw him out. But that's well, that's, that's what me and my roommate were saying. Cammy yeah, and I were saying that that he must have been thrown out of, like, a helicopter, because that was the only thing that made sense with the trajectory of the fall. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I'm not a crime scene investigator or anything like that, but, I mean, it just... Neither are we. But we are armchair detectives. (laughs) Even better. Even better. Uh, Okay. Um, I... What have I been watching? So, the Peacock Network just launched... Or I have no idea piece. what that is. Let me tell you. By the way, this is not sponsored. I wish I was getting some of that fat NBC Yet. money. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, NBC just launched their streaming platform, which is called Peacock TV. And um, they have streaming channels like Shudder does. You know how Shudder has the three, like, Slash X and... Uh, It came from Shutter or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like the uh, TV, like their yeah, little like, episodes. Yeah, they're like streaming channels that are continuously streaming movies. Yeah, so it's like a TV channel, but it's just streaming. Um, NBC has like 15 or 16 of those. Uh, the Peacock app does. So I've been like exploring those, whether rather than the uh, on-demand content. Um, there's a channel that's all classic Unsolved Mysteries. Neato. I love yeah. those. By the way, this is free. Like, all the stuff I'm talking about, you can watch it for free. You just have to download the app and, like, make an account. Oh, that's really cool. It's kind of yeah. like Pluto on Roku. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Cool. So, there's, there's um, an Unsolved Mysteries channel. It's all Unsolved Mysteries. There's a Forensic Files channel that's all Forensic oh, Files. Yes. There's a there's a channel called Kiss Me Deadly, Ooh. which is all like stuff from the Oxygen channel. <laughs> it's like <So> that's, <laughs> the murder it's mystery like, ones. 
Yeah, it's all like ID channel type stuff. Yeah, like I love the wrong murder. <laughs> yeah, I married a murderer, shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, it. Uh, yeah, there's also one that's um I don't know if you've ever watched the show. I think it comes on either Headline News or CNBC, but it's 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 probably CNBC cuz this is an NBC thing. But it's um, it's uh American Greed. You ever watched American Greed? Uh-uh. Um, so American Googling Greed is like, it's true crime, but it's like, you know, like embezzlement of money or shit like that. Oh, that shit gets to be real hot, like pissed off. Yeah, it's, it's that kind of stuff. So it's they're that like, kind they, they didn't, uh, stole like $5 billion from American people. And it's like, they got 16 months in prison. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that kind of stuff. It it highlights um, white collar crimes. Yeah, then I'll go so, snapped on them. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a it's a good little channel though if you're if you're interested in watching some of those because some of that stuff's interesting about like uh, MLMs and pyramid schemes and shit like that. Yeah, the MLMs uh, taking over Facebook. Uh, yeah. Everyone's trying to sell me something because they are a representative for this whatever, and they want me to do a virtual party. Yeah, so if any of my friends listen to the podcast and you try to send me some bullshit about MLM, about your fingernails, your your fingernail business, or your uh, your boutique, your online boutique, I will fucking block you. I hate that shit. I'm just putting it out there. I've I've probably like blocked like three people that kept sending me requests and I was like I'm not into this. So yeah, just I that only, note there. Yeah, I mean I only have Facebook literally to promote the podcast. I don't like get on there to do anything other than that really. Um, cause fuck Facebook, <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately, fortunately it's an unnecessary evil when it comes to you know like running a podcast or whatever, but. True. You gotta grow it. I gotta reach out and grab <laughs> you and tell you to listen. Just say no to TikTok. <laughs> Just say no to TikTok. Yes, one of my neighbor friends um told me that I needed to get on TikTok to grow the business. And I yeah. at first at first I drunkenly was like, Okay, for the fans and then when I sobered up later was like, No, I'm not gonna do that. What and is your neighbor, but, like, 14? No, but she is, like, 22. Okay. TikTok full disclosure. <laughs> yeah, full <laughs> disclosure, Morgan and I are in our early 30s. Yeah. And uh, we feel it. But my, roommates, but my roommate and our neighbor are, like, 21 and 22. So. Oh, wow. The understand. Yeah, understandably, like, I get along with them fine, but there are some things that are just, like, a generational difference, you know? Like, she'll want to watch, like, Markiplier or Jacksepticeye, which are apparently famous YouTubers, and I'm like, I don't know who they are, and they're kind of annoying to me. (laughs) I mean, if they they entertain you, though, more power to you. You young whippersnappers, I don't understand your generation. Like, here's the thing, though. I'm pretty sure, like, the YouTubers I just named are around our age, but they market to younger people. Like, people their age don't watch them, I don't think. 
if you watch them and you're my age, um, let me know what you like about them. I'm curious. <laughs> I don't even know who those people are, but I don't like their names. I did not know who they were before living with Cammy. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not hip in that way, you know? I don't know what the kids are up to. So do your, does your roommate and her friends say that slaps? Um, I've never heard her say that, but another person who I used to be friends with that was a couple years older than her definitely did say that. And let me, let, let me tell you. That, uh, Mark. That does not slap. <laughs> no, that does not slap. Um, Mark has been known to ironically use some, like, Gen Z terms for sure. I like and to say it t- completely out of context to, like, really young patients, and they're like, that's not right. <laughs> like, oh, I know. I know it's not right. You don't understand, child. I'm making like, fun of you. Here's your shot. That slaps. And they're like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Then you literally, then you literally slap them where you injected them. <laughs> What's it called when you you put your arm up and the other arm is at your forehead and the other arm's out and you're just like, I dab don't. Dab it. Yeah, I dab it in there. <laughs> I, my, Mark, my boyfriend has, has dabbed at me before and I've just looked at him like he was insane. Yeah, I just but. dabbed the shot in their arm. <laughs> <laughs> Not even looking. <laughs> Mark blames Reddit for when he uses terminology like that and I'll allow it for now. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Reddit. It came from, uh, from uh, Twitter first, and then Reddit recycled it and regurgitated it. Sure. I mean, Reddit, a lot A lot of times Reddit is one of the first people to dig into certain things. Like, say you've just watched a horror movie, and you want to know what other people had theories about, like, different things and the way it ended. The first place you want to go is Reddit. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, I, or, like, if you watch, like, Westworld. And the episode just ended. Somebody's already talking about theories for what's happening. Oh, God. Don't get me into Westworld. Don't. Don't start. But, but Morgan, Morgan, uh, you need to understand. Morgan, you need to understand. Uh, Mark got me into Westworld, and then we proceeded with the newest season to literally watch every episode together, even if it meant Skyping to watch it together. Oh, you're so cute. Maybe sick. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. That is kind of cute. cute. <laughs> we, we are pretty cute. And if you're one of my friends and you follow me on Instagram, you've seen a lot of you've seen a lot of me talking about spec dates. It's, it's look. So I, I I love my boyfriend. Okay. Like, I can tell. <laughs> you know, just, just I'm glad live. you do. Yeah, me too. If you, like, hated him and you're still with him, I'd be kind of worried about him. (laughs) Mm, That's true. I'm a true crime fan. I love horror movies. I hate my boyfriend. He's probably going to get murdered. (laughs) Yeah, Andrew's always like, you're going to murder me one day, aren't you? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe if you murder me first, I don't know. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> My first serious boyfriend in high school, I remember this vividly. We went to um, Barnes & Noble or maybe Borders because I think Borders was still open back then. Still a functioning business. Poor Borders. Yeah, and Amazon is closing everything down. <laughs> But um yeah, no, we went uh we went and were looking at stuff and he immediately went to the manga section. <laughs> um, full disclosure, my first boyfriend was Chinese American. So um So are you into manga, Anna? No, and I never have been. Um, and if you are, I have nothing against you. It's just not my thing. Could they, if any of our fans are, maybe they can make a manga out of us. Or is that bad? I don't know. Make the manga out of you? Yeah. Um, they would have to write, like, a graphic novel, basically. Fuck yeah. We're I mean, characters. that'd be dope if one of our fans decided to turn us into a graphic novel. That'd be cool as fuck. But, um, yeah. Well, just... we don't have high expectations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe just, like, a just one bar comic. <laughs> Yeah, you know, if you could turn us into a Kathy strip, I'd be fine with it. (laughs) 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 Um, yeah. Imagining your hair being up. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Was Kathy a lawyer? What did she do for a living? I don't remember. She drank a lot of coffee, that's all I know. She did drink a lot of coffee. And she wore a lot she, of power suits. She rocks the power suits. She was like queen of the power suits, right up there with Hillary Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> Old Kathy. Old Kathy. <laughs> you know, on that note, I think it'd be a good time for us to um, wrap up the podcast. Um. On the outro note, if you are an Anchor listener, you're going to be getting a fun song at the end, Anchor listeners only. Um, I'm going to be playing the song Lake Bodom by Children of Bodom. And yes, they are Finnish. And yes, they named themselves after the murders. Fucking wicked. Metal. That's pretty <laughs> yes, nice. Yeah. Did you talk to them? Can, do you know them? No, but Anchor allows you to play songs from Spotify. Oh, without cool. Shout out to Finnish Death Metal. Yeah, without having to, like, pay for it. So I guess because through Spotify, though, I'm going to make good money. But anyway, we'll be, gonna, we'll be playing that for the Anchor fans. Heck um, yes. Yep. So, uh, Morgan, let's tell them what we're going to be watching next time. Yeah, drum roll. Ba, 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 ba. Sorry. Uh, we are, well, we're, eh. There is, sorry, I'm gonna butcher the name. So it is about the Hello Kitty murder. Yeah. The movie is There is a Secret in My Soup. Yes. Neither one of us have seen this movie yet, and it has really bad reviews, so I don't have high hopes for it. But you know what? When we hate things, it just makes it better. <laughs> yes, truly. We just need to find really bad movies. 
true. We're just gonna MS three TK this shit. <laughs> so uh it's very hard to find online, but if you're really interested, um, get somebody who's really good at computers to do some digging because you can find it on some uh, uh, Chinese streaming sites out there. Uh, I'm not going to name them or anything because I don't want to get this taken down. Um, yeah, we ain't no snitches. Yeah, we ain't snitches. So you can just do your own Google searches, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> We're so lame. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very lame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, until what? Until next time, guys. This has been Hard versus Reality. Woo! Quick note: If you're wondering where on earth the Lake Bodum by Children of Bodum song is, well, it was not available on Spotify, so. It just didn't happen. So, uh, I guess you're just gonna have to Google that yourself, guys. Um, so do that. Kisses. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.